So are Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy now the new big two? Are they the rivals? Not according to Brooks, but what does the data say? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for joining me again today. Really funny stuff going on. Um, We had a really interesting, I think, fall season so far. We've had some, you know, first-time winners. We've seen... Some of the, you know, the new guys off the Corn Ferry Tour come out and play really solid golf. It is amazing how, you know, when they kind of went away from Q school, I think we all got a little concerned that maybe we were taking out a, you know, big part of the personality and the, I mean, just the stress of making it to the PG Tour. But it just, the way they've set up the Corn Ferry Tour now and the mini tours sort of feeding up into the PG Tour has been come along a, a long way. Uh-oh, helicopter heading to the emergency room, coming in hot, not good. But anyway, it has really created some fascinating stories and some amazing players over the years. And, and this year is no exception. Um, that was amazing golf last weekend. I still can't get over it. And to have, you know... I don't know. I you somehow think that if they come from the Corn Ferry Tour up to the PGA Tour, you would expect when you put a bunch of pressure on them that they would fold, but they didn't. They played great golf. You also saw how, I mean, last year we saw a bunch of um, college players, essentially, freshly off college, play very, very well and get their first win. So pretty golf is in a very, very good place right now. No question about it. So some of the interesting stuff that's come out, we're getting ready, right, to head across the pond for a little swing into Asia, which is always cool. And you've got, you know, Brooks Kepka going to show up. A lot of the world's best will show up and we'll start to see them again, uh, at least a little bit before we move into the holidays. But an interesting article came out today from Will Gray, who I honestly, Will Gray's stuff, he's a, a golf writer and covers golf and has for the PGA Tour, he's become one of my favorite golf writers. He's so concise and straight to the point, keeps his opinion out of it, sticks to the facts, very good read. And uh, so I've been enjoying reading his stuff. So shout out to Will Gray, you're doing amazing stuff, no question about it, when it comes to writing about golf. But uh, anyway, his piece that came out today, uh, I chuckled all the way through it. So uh, apparently, uh, Brooks Kepka was interviewed um, over there, sort of the pre-tournament hype, I guess, um, moving into, you know, the, what is it, the CG something or other classic. It'll come back to me as I talk about it. But but anyway, they were interviewing him, getting ready for, you know, Brooks Kepka's the, the, the CJ Cup, right? Brooks Kepka is the defending champion of the CJ Cup over in Korea, and he's over there to defend. And he was asked by the press if he thought Rory McIlroy was a rival. And I was, I, I guess, not surprised by his response because he basically said no. 
He's in, you know, first place. He's got a wide open road. He doesn't worry about anybody behind him. And he's been on tour for five something years. And since he's been on tour, both he and Rory have four majors. But since he's been on tour, Rory's got zero. So how can Rory be a arrival when he has no majors since Brooke has been out? I thought that was a very interesting and again, kind of shows you to the mindset of one Brooks Kepka. He's made it very clear that he's about the majors and he has a very hard time staying focused on the regular tour events. And you see that in the data. You see that in his performance data, that it takes a big event to keep this guy in it, where it's worth it for him to put himself into the state of mind that he needs to be in to stay focused on every single shot and grind his way around a golf tournament and play well. So anyway, I started thinking about this. I had a good chuckle. I think that uh, Brooks, in, in my mind, Brooks Kepka should have won player of the year just because of the majors. And I believe that Brooks Kepka would agree with that. And there's many who do. Um, because we have stated this, whole, I mean, as long as I can remember, it's always been about the majors. It's always been about Tiger chasing Jack and who's the best player. And it always goes to how many majors do you have, right? So Brooks sees it the same way. Uh, the players seem to get away from that by giving Rory McIlroy the Player of the Year award, which was fascinating and completely unexpected. And and anybody who says they that's what they thought that's where they thought it was going to go is is wrong. The, the only thing, and I came, I said this earlier, I, it seemed to almost be like a popularity contest where Rory is more liked on tour. And because it was so close, they felt okay going with Rory because he's just a, for lack of a better term, a better guy, a better guy to hang out with, a better guy to play with. Brooks is his own guy. Brooks has, uh, since he started winning majors, he started to open his mouth and state some opinions. He's called some players out. And I think that he's got a little bit of a disruptive personality to the PGA Tour, and I believe that's what cost him the Player of the Year award. It was not his performance. It was his personality that cost him the award. And, and this is just another example of Brooks being now the new Brooks, where he's going to, to just say it as it is and how he sees it. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily... Sometimes I'm starting to wonder if he really believes some of the stuff he says or if he's just being, you know... I, we know, we know he had that uh, interaction with some of the NBA players and, and maybe developed some attitude out of that where I'm the best, I'm always the best, I'm never going to worry about anybody else. And that's kind of what he stated here, made it very clear that that's the way he at least, he at least wants us to believe he's feeling. And so I, I, anyway, I found it completely interesting. Um, the last little quote here in this article is, this sums it up. Um, I'm not looking behind at anybody behind me. I'm the world number, I say, I'm number one in the world. I've got open road in front of me and I'm not looking in the rearview mirror. So I don't see it as a rivalry. Okay, so there it is. Okay, well, rivalries essentially are um, when you've got two individuals going head to head and you're not exactly sure, right? The best rivalries are the ones where you've got super good competition coming up and you don't know who's going to win. Okay, that's a great rivalry. And for a while there, everybody was talking about who's Tiger's rivalry. And the, and the answer was nobody, because nobody was winning like Tiger Woods was winning. And nobody could step up and take Tiger on head to head. There was a few that would get him here and there, but it never was really something where, you know, anybody could clip him. He was a pretty dominant player. And there was definitely times, I think Jack Nicholas got to a point where there was a lot of good players and sometimes they jump up and get him. But Jack Nicholas really had no rivals 
he had Arnold and, and then Johnny Miller came up a little bit and you had like a Billy Casper and you had others that gave him a run for his money. Tom Watson obviously gave him a run for his money, but he was Jack Nicholas. He had 18 majors. I mean, what could you say about the guy? He had no rival. Tiger has no rival. So here you've got uh, Brooks Kepka. He's Kepka. He's got four majors in five years. And you've got Roy McIlroy, who has four majors in, you know, a few more years than that. But they both got four. They, um, at the end of the year, they had a couple good, you know, backs and back and forth. Obviously, Roy McIlroy took it to Brooks and actually had to make up ground and took the FedEx Cup away from Brooks Kepka. just absolutely took it away from them. That may have um, caused Brooks to lose a few votes, maybe, in the Player of the Year award because Rory got the last laugh. And... Um, 50 million bucks to boot. So that may have been part of it for sure. But um, if if Brooks Kepka really had no rival, then he would have, as far as the P other PGA Tour players go, then he would have won player of the year and he did not. So I'd say the players don't necessarily agree with him. Brooks Kepka obviously believes that he's out in front of everybody as world number one and all the majors and, and he is not... Uh, does not have a rival. So anyway, so what do we do here at Data Access Golf? It's in the name. We like to look at the data, right? Better data always means better golf. It's a way for us to check out our games and see how we're doing. Um, every single week on Mondays, we review the data to see how the champion has performed against our benchmarks. So we love the data. So what I did is I just kind of went to the PGATour.com website, which I love, went to the stats player section and pulled up the 2019 essentially stats for the year and then put them, at least the ones that I found to be interesting and important, and then put them up against one another to see if, if Rory can be considered by the data. Okay, so here we go. Here's essentially, I'm looking at an Excel sheet to paint the picture vividly for those, for those listening on the podcast. I've basically got two columns, Brooks, Rory, and I've got how they ranked through a number of different categories and who came out on top. And then I actually take a nice little average down at the bottom to kind of compare the whole entire, um, every single stat to see who came out on top and why, right? So anyway, I, at first we looked at driving distance. Uh, Brooks Kepka, 309 yards, average 309 yards. Roy McIlroy, 314 yards. Okay, so that one goes to Roy. Uh, driving accuracy percentage, which is one of our benchmarks. Brooks Kepka was 61.83. Roy McIlroy, 61.82, 102nd and 104th in the rankings. Pretty much a tie there, right? Greens and regulation, Roy McIlroy, 70%. And I'm sorry, Brooks Kepka 70%. Roy McIlroy, 68.5%. 11th place versus 39th place. You've got um, Eagles per hole, 88.8 versus 94.2 um, for Brooks versus Rory. So Brooks had more uh, Eagles. Um, Brooks, I mean, Rory had more birdies. Um, he averaged a birdie every 4.49 holes. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Scoring average, Brooks averaged 69.395. Rory averaged 69.057. Rory was number one in that category. Brooks Kepka was number 42 for scoring average. Kind of an important one. Sand safe percentage, um, Brooks Kepka finished at 22nd. And Rory McIlroy finished at 42nd, but they're only three percentage points off. Um, let's see. Official money, Brooks Kepka was first with 9.684 million bucks 
followed by Rory McIlroy at $7.785 million. Then you added on the 15, which is not considered official money. It's a bonus. But, you know, it counts in the bank account. It counts when it comes to spending. And then the rest of these categories all went to Rory. Okay. And these are ones that we keep in our benchmarks. They're important, I think, in measuring our golf game to see how healthy it is. Scrambling, Rory McIlroy beat uh, Kepka putting from five feet. Rory McIlroy, get this, this, this was fascinating to me. Rory McIlroy is not known to be a very good putter, right? They say that he has a problem with that. From five feet last year, he made 97.75% of his five footers. That was third overall. Um, and I, any of you who know me, five feet and in, I think is the most important distance for amateurs. But Rory showed here, he was nails at five footers. Brooks Kepka only made 81% of his five footers. He was at 94th as far as all the players on the PGA Tour. Uh, you've got strokes game putting. Roy McIlroy was twice as good as Brooks Kepka strokes game putting. And then scoring average, Roy McIlroy was first in that category. Brooks Kepka finished fourth. Okay. So if you take all of those, I basically put... You know, if, if Brooks finished 10th, he's got a 10. If Roy finished second, he got a two. I put them all down in that category and then ran an average. So this is basically the average in these categories. What was their pretty much average of all of those added up and averaged out? Well, Brooks Kepka finished at 28. So his average for all those categories, he finished in 28th spot. Okay. Roy McIlroy finished in 18th. So is, um, <laughs> is Rory McIlroy Brooks Kepka's rival? Maybe not in majors, but in every other measurable category, Rory McIlroy is superior to Brooks Kepka. Now, I don't know if the players of the PGA Tour looked at the numbers like we just did, but if they did, I can see now why they would have chosen Rory McIlroy over Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka did get the majors. Brooks Kepka um, is focused on the majors. And if that's all Brooks Kepka is interested in, then maybe he has no rival. But if you look at the data for all of 2019, Brooks Kepka is in Rory McIlroy's rearview mirror. Driving distance, scoring average, putting, uh, scrambling, scoring average, birdie average. All Rory McIlroy, folks. So it'll be interesting to see if they ask uh, Rory McIlroy any follow-up questions on uh, Brooks Kepka's um, comments. I, even if they did, I don't know if Rory would take the bait, but it'd be sure fun if they did. And if that can get a nice little rivalry going, then that would be awesome. So anyway, just a couple thoughts right now. Super interesting stuff, right? It'll be so fun to have some of the big names back playing and uh, going head-to-head. Um, it's sad that it takes the big tournaments to do it, but we get it. We all want time off. You know, it's it's busy, crazy, um, tiring work making all those millions of dollars. And then, um, you know, sitting on the beaches, are ex that can be exhausting. So anyway, thanks for listening. Aaron Stewart from Data Access Golf. Hope you get out and have a great weekend. If you are in a place where you can play golf, it looks like we're going to be in the mid-60s. So it is possible around here. Until next time, please remember better data always means better golf and it always helps us to see if the stuff people say is accurate.
Till next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.